I found out that even though you get new leads, when you launch again the same offer to the same list, you will always get a lower and lower return. Welcome to Yaro's podcast, where you'll discover the stories behind world-class performers, business builders, and enlightened leaders. Can you believe it? This podcast started in the year 2005. It was one of the very first interview podcasts ever published, and I've loved doing it ever since the very start. However, the most important thing to me is the fact that you're here listening to my show. It means a lot to me. I put a lot of work into this, and it's all for you. Now, whether you're a long-term listener or perhaps this is the first episode you've ever downloaded, make sure you subscribe if you have not done so already. It's easy to do. Just open up an app on your phone or perhaps your computer, wherever you listen to podcasts. Could be Apple or Google, Spotify, YouTube. And just click that subscribe button and you'll get all my latest episodes as I release them. Thanks again for listening. Hi, this is Yarrow, and thanks for downloading this episode of my podcast. Today, you're going to hear from Aurelien Amaker, who is a French internet marketer and founder of System.io, or Systemio, as I say throughout this interview, a platform that does basically everything you can think of in internet marketing, a landing page builder, email autoresponder, course delivery, webinars, affiliates. It's one of those tools that's an all-in-one platform for running an internet marketing business, which you probably know a lot about because there's a lot of tools online that do basically the same thing. Some of the tools do a slice, like there's a lot of different email autoresponders out there. There's a lot of landing page builders out there. Then there's the tools that attempt to do more of that, like a ClickFunnels, or personally, I use Entreport with my company. And Aurelian decided to enter this market, a very crowded market, and go after some of that customer base and grow a SaaS, a software as a service company called Systemio. And it's an impressive story. So he had a little bit of a strategy in the sense that he was going to start by going after his French market, which, as you'll hear in the interview, is the space that he had operated in prior as a coach and internet marketer. That's uh, basically how I uh, connected with him. I didn't realize this, but he had taken my course uh, previously back in the early days. And then he became basically someone like me, someone who teaches and coaches blogging, internet marketing, but had focused on the French-speaking world. That went really well for him. He had some huge launches. You're going to hear about that in this interview. But I think what's really interesting about this and worth listening to carefully is how Aurelian had this attitude about going into a market that was very crowded and believing that he doesn't need to come up with something revolutionary, something completely new. He, in fact, wanted to sell what he knew already sells well, things like landing page builders and autoresponders and so on, because he saw that market, it's huge, millions of dollars being spent. He was just going to have his own spin on it. First of all, started by focusing on the French market, which was already an underserved market in terms of having a funnel builder that could work well with that language. But also after that, 
just doing a few things differently, a few unique spins, pricing model, and uh, expanding his business through affiliates. And it's growing incredibly well. At the time we recorded this, he was almost up to 200,000 US dollars. He charges in euros for the French market. So a lot of his pricing is, is euro and euro revenue. But it's a great story. I think you're gonna love this, especially if you're interested in doing SaaS, and especially if you're thinking that a market you would potentially go after is too crowded. That, in fact, might be a good thing because there's no reason why you can't take a slice of that already crowded market just by going in there with something with a slightly different spin on it. So Aurelian's gonna share his entire story from internet marketing, coaching, blogging, all the way to building a SaaS. Uh, bear in mind, he does have a French accent, so you know, have some patience with him with a few of the stories he tells. It's, you know, obviously not his first language, but he does a great job of sharing a lot of detail. I personally was super inspired by this story. So let's just dive straight in. Let's begin the interview. Here is Aurelian Amaker. Welcome to my podcast. Thank you, everyone, for listening in. Today, I have hopefully a very exciting story to share with you with a guest who has built a, a SaaS, a software platform, in, I think, an incredible short amount of time and a tool that does an incredible amount of things. And uh, according to the data I'm looking at right now, um, he's just hit uh, 149000 per month in revenue. So obviously a huge financial success as well. But there's a lot more to this story. So I'd like to introduce Aurelian Amaker to the show. Hello, Aurelian. Thanks for joining me. Hi, Yaro. Thanks for having me on the show. So you're the founder of Systemio, which is the software I, I was just talking about. It's a tool that does a whole lot. Like I, I remember when I, well, whenever I come across a tool like yours where it's a funnel builder, obviously, yeah. sort of the, the entry level thing where you're building your landing pages and you're able to you know, capture leads and send emails. And then I look at it and go, well, yeah, it's doing everything. Online courses, webinars, affiliate program, blogging. There's just so many things going on. Obviously, product uh, delivery and, and taking payments through PayPal and Stripe. So it's a huge platform. I love to talk about how you built this, also how you've grown it in terms of um, customer base. But before we do that, can we go back in time? Who are you, Aurelian? Like, what did, where'd you get your start in the world of, of business? Yeah, it's a great question. So yeah, I studied, so I'm French. I studied online marketing basically in uh, 2010. Yeah, I just met some bloggers who were making money out of their blogs. So like in Paris, you know, and I decided to go full-time working on my blog. And actually it's funny because at that time I found out about you. So I bought your course. To be frank, we shared the cost. We split with a friend of mine who became like a huge successful marketer in the French space. And it's not even Oliver that you mentioned before okay. the interview, that's Cedric. So we split the cost. And yeah, like I learned about, uh, you know, online marketing and stuff. And I started like building my blog. It was a blog about personal development that I had it that like no one was reading. When I met these bloggers, I was like, oh, this is real. You know, I could make a living out of it. So actually, I declined a job offer for a, a pretty good job, you know, with a good salary in Paris. Mm -hmm. And I was like, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go full time on my blog. I'm going to stop traveling. So I went to like Eastern Europe, travel. So yeah, so I started making money out of my blog with like uh, sponsor links, ads, affiliate products. And after six months, I was about to make 1,000 euros in a month. That was uh, August uh, 2010. So it's funny, that was like 
10, 10 years ago, you know? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> I was working full-time, like in July 2010, I was working full-time, uh, living in a hostel in Krakow, Poland. So it's really funny, you know, because uh, since then, so many things uh, have happened. So, yeah, I was uh, building income with my blog, and then I wanted to go to the next step, which was launching my product, because I heard that this Oliver guy, so his name is Oliver Rowland, and he had launched an online course that was like December of 2009 and they had made a hundred thousand euros and you know that was at that time that was like huge money so I got in touch with the guy who helped him launch his course I hired this guy I paid him that was 24,000 euros and we started working together on creating a course so we ran a survey on our list, found that people wanted to do the same as me, which is like, you know, like uh, uh, make money blogging, basically. So we launched a course about make money blogging. We made 10,000 euros with two webinars at the beginning. So that was great. And then I went to Colombia to spend the winter there because, you know, it's warmer, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, But the plan was to do a big launch. So we worked hard for a year. And one year later, we did a big launch using Jeff Walker's product launch formula, and we made 550,000 euros of sales in two weeks. So, wow. yeah, it was a huge success. I didn't get to keep all the money I had to pay. I mean, there was like a churn, a refunds, affiliates, consult, a marketing guy, video guy. So at the end, I was left with like 120,000 euros, which was great. Yeah, so I joined Jeff Walker's mastermind group. I stayed there for three years. It was great. I got to meet like some amazing people. But after three years, I realized that I never liked the product launch model, you know. So I quit his mastermind. I went on my own. So I was just relying on my email list, my YouTube channel, my blogs. And I was selling my courses. I was doing about like, 20 to 30,000 euros per month in revenue. So, you know, it, I mean, it was good, but um, yeah, I mean, um, it's a long story, but yeah. yeah no, that, the, the, I, I would, <laughs> you got me curious about so many parts of that story and we haven't even talked about Systemio yet, but a couple of things. Can we just take even one step further back before you became yeah. an internet marketer? Were you entrepreneurial at all then? Like, did you have another business before you got into blogging and, and that space? Or were you seeing yourself more as a, I'm going to have a career in some kind of field? Yeah, no, it's, it's a great question. So I started out as a, a systems and network administrator, then uh, found out that I could make more money by moving to the sales. So I quit my job, found another one in sales, uh, didn't work. They let me go after six months. And then I went to Australia on a working holiday visa where I spent two years, started my first business there, actually. So we were like uh, selling uh, oil paintings, like uh, handmade oil paintings. Okay. <laughs> Did you paint and, them? Uh, no, 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 no. We had uh, painters in Asia uh, making them. So they were like uh, really like handmade oil paintings. They were like... Uh, really beautiful and we were i was importing them and selling them on the markets to stores so i left australia after two years because i didn't have a visa anymore i wanted to go back to europe the business wasn't 
working as well anymore. So I had, for different reasons, I, I came back to France and this is when I studied for another opportunity. I couldn't find one. So I looked for a job, you know, again, uh, even though I didn't want to go back to the corporate world. And this is when I met these guys who were making money online. And when I decided that I would try to, you know, make money online as well. Mm, okay. So that's what it connects the dot. You were definitely not a career person despite working in systems engineering and then sales. It sounds like you were always wanting that that freedom and that control. Oh yeah. Your- yeah, yeah, definitely. Like I always dreamed of building my business and yeah, I mean, I was looking for opportunities and I think that you have opportunities like uh not like everywhere, but if you look for opportunities, you're going to start spotting some, you know. So, yeah, for yeah. sure. Okay, so just to go back to this uh, the story you first told us around the blogging and product launch space, could you break down, because I, I have a feeling a lot of the skills you learned there, especially for the sales and marketing side, would have helped you a lot with the Systemio uh, growth. So I'm sure there's a connection. What worked for you first to grow an audience in terms of, was it just publishing blog posts and people showed up? Like, how did it work? So I had a blog. I started a YouTube channel. I never got really good at uh, YouTube, even though I was getting like some views and some leads from it. But I mean, definitely the first years I was relying on my JVs, on my launches, you know, and actually I could feel that I was in a weak spot because I was relying too much on a handful of JVs. Mm-hmm. And you know, like uh, you get along with people, sometimes it can change. I mean, I wasn't feeling secure. And it's funny because, so we did 550,000 in sales in 2011. I did 450 in 2012, 250 in 2013, and 150 in 2014. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, this thing is not working, you know? Mm-hmm. And so the, the conversion was staying pretty much the same. Okay. It was pretty much the same launch, the same offer. So it makes sense, but the conversion was staying the same over the years. But what happened is that I was getting less and less traffic from my JVs for different reasons, you know, and I don't have any hard feelings, you know, but um, I just think that I was relying on them too much. I was dependent on them too much. And I could feel that this wasn't good and it was working less and less. And so I was like, because I had started like launching smaller courses, smaller products to my list, like very often. And in the end, I was like, okay, I did 150. If I take out, you know, churn, refunds, affiliate fees, and I divide by seven weeks, which is roughly the time it takes to launch on my list with the pre-launch and, you know, after the launch and stuff. And I was like, oh, that's pretty much what I make already by selling these small courses to my list. I was like, okay, so I'm going to stop relying on my JVs. I'm going to stop launches. I actually stopped talking with these guys, not because I was angry or whatever, because I felt that I wanted to find my own way. Mm-hmm. So that's what I did. I started selling like smaller, cheaper courses, usually at 97, 197 euros instead of 1,000. I launched a, a subscription offer. So it was, I still sell it to this day, actually. So it's 19 euros per month and you get access to a new course per week until uh, you have unlocked all my courses. And then you have to keep having access to the membership site. So, you know, I was like experimenting, trying different things. I read, so I read a, a ton of books, like many entrepreneurs, but I remember reading 
So it was, so it, it's done very low and it's about like recurring revenue. And it's a, it's a great book, you know, about how to build a business with recurring revenue. And for years, I was listening to podcasts about SaaS founders. I was like, oh, this is a great business model. So in 2015, so pretty much, you know, when I, shortly after I went on my own, I decided that I would launch a SaaS and yeah. Okay. Well, I definitely want to dive into the SaaS story. One question though. So yeah. the JVs make sense to me. You you start building relationships and then you can say, listen, let's do a joint venture. I'm launching a product. But you were selling, like you said before, 20 to 30,000 euros a month in a, a blogging business of your, just with your own products. Yeah. Were you just using the database that you already had built up from all those joint ventures? Or was there like a stream of traffic that you always had coming in, like, I don't know, your YouTube channel had gotten bigger or how were you managing to keep new customers coming into all these smaller products? Yeah, it's a great question. So actually it was both. So I had my email, email list from my previous launches and I have, you know, some of them were customers, some of them were just like leads, you know. So I had them and I had my own streams of fleet. So I had, so I actually I had several blogs I had up to three. I had a forum as well that I launched that, that was like pretty popular in the French space. So I had a YouTube channel as well. And because I went on my own, it forced me to get better at it, you know? Mm -hmm. So for example, I optimized a lot and I was getting like how many leads per day? So I think that was around 60 new leads per day. Okay. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, and I was uh, so, and I was doing twenty to thirty thousand per month in uh, in revenue. Wow, from sixteen leads per day, that's a really good. Sixty, sixty, 60 leads per okay. day. Yeah, so almost yeah. two thousand per per month. Okay, well, that's still a very, I guess it's a quality lead you're getting, you know, from that audience. It's a it's a buyer, so that's great. I mean, maybe my own bias is coming through here, but I feel like you had an advantage going after the French market because you probably had an audience that weren't spoiled for choices. They didn't have a thousand other people teaching the same thing in French like we do in English. Yeah, I'm not too sure about this. I mean, you have two ways to look at it. For okay. sure, in some way, you might have less competition, but the, the market is smaller. Okay, true, So, true. I mean, if you're the first one in the French market, you're going to make, I don't know, like um, maybe... Two millions a year, okay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Maybe three millions, up to five. If you're number one in the English market, you can make like, I don't know, like 10, 15, 20 right, millions in revenue right. per year. So, I mean, you know, it's, you have different yeah. ways to look at it. It, it wasn't that easy. There was a lot of competition. There is even more competition today. But I just wanted to, you know, to go on my own and find what was working for me. Because, for example, when I was in Just Mastermind, Everyone was saying, oh, you have to, to sell expensive products. And I was like, how do you know? You've, you've never tried selling like smaller, more affordable products. And I started experimenting, you know, I had a system where each week I was writing down the numbers of my promotions on my email list. And I was calculating the revenue per click I was getting. And I found some very interesting things. So I found that... The best revenue per click I was getting was in two cases. First, when I was doing like big discounts of my, on my courses twice a year for my birthday and Christmas. So it was 50% off <laughs> on all my courses. Uh, so I was doing almost like, yeah, like 
over 10 euros per click in revenue. Okay. And the other case when I was doing a very high revenue per click was when I was selling like very expensive stuff. Like I started selling coaching programs that I was doing myself. So I was taking only up to two customers, but I was charging 1,000 euros per month. So yeah, I was uh, getting like very high uh, revenue per click in mm. both cases. And also when I was launching new offers, because I found out that even though you get like, like new leads, when you launch again the same offer to the same list, you will always get like uh, lower and lower returns. Yeah, you, you demonstrated that with your backwards growth <laughs> over the those four or five years. So let's bring SaaS into this. Obviously... It's an exciting field, and I feel like it has been. So software as a service, for those listening who don't know what SaaS is. Now, you... Well, I'll let you explain it. So Systemio, as I said at the beginning, is essentially a marketing tool, of which there are certainly many. Now, what year did you start it? So I decided to launch it in 2015. I hired a company... In Morocco, so I was a French customer of mine who was living in Morocco, had a, a software development company there. And I was like, oh, you know, I, get, I can get it done for 7,000 euros. And I was like, really? Okay, <laughs> you know, just take the money, you know. And uh, it was a nightmare. So uh, they started working in December of 2015. And I ended up firing them almost a year later. Actually, it's crazy, like November 2016. And I was desperate. Then I had another developer I was working with on like other smaller tasks, taking over the project for two months and doing nothing. I mean, failing hard. Before you continue the story, Erlene, what was the idea though in your head at this time? What were you trying to get these developers to build? Yeah, that's a great question. So actually, I wasn't happy with the existing tools. So, you know, you have to... Like when I started out, it was crazy. Like I was... I'm not a developer. I was taking like custom-made HTML and PHP pages that were integrating integrating with some weird French payment processor. I mean, it was horrible, right? And then you had some tools that launched, like ClickFunnels that I tried right away when it went out. At that time, there were some things you couldn't translate. So I was like, okay, it's never going to be like like um, a possible solution for us. I was using lead pages for a while and I hated it. I thought it was a terrible product. I remember on a Sunday, I was working on a sales page and I spent like two hours. And after two hours, I realized that with lead pages, I couldn't add more than like three or four bullet points to a mm-hmm. bullet list. <laughs> yeah. I was like, this is ridiculous, right? So I hated this software. And yeah, and ClickFunnels was uh, expensive, you know, right uh, from the start. And I was like, oh, I think that we should come up with an alternative solution, like something that's, I don't know, that's at least as good and that's more affordable. Now I have to, because I'm like you, I, I've gone through these tools as well. I remember trying yeah, lead pages for the first time and yeah. yes, it was very restricted and locked down, but hugely popular, especially when it first came out because it was simple. Yeah. I personally was on Entreport, or I am still on Entreport, but I remember even making the choice to use that tool. I was looking at Infusionsoft, DAP, Digital Access Pass was part yeah. of that look. There was Optimized I Press. Used, I used it too. Right. So all these tools, and, yeah. and let's be fair, they don't all duplicate the same 
functions. They kind of overlap in different ways. Like yeah. I, I use Entreport. It's great for email. It's great for campaigns. So funnels, I guess. But you really, you know, it's not a, the best landing page builder. And I think Infusionsoft, you might say the same thing. And then you go to ClickFunnels. Everyone, I think, liked that because it had a simple landing page building tool with a lot of power behind it. But it's, it wasn't the best for email marketing. And then some people were like, well, I'm on ConvertKit or Aweber or uh, Drip or whatever for email marketing. Long story short, it's a hugely crowded space. It's very technical. I look at Systemio today, and maybe this wasn't your goal with the first version, but you decided to build everything in some ways. Like, And I know how hard software is. So I can only imagine getting all those things to work, especially with the, the first version. So you know, as you're telling the story of solving the development problem, were you asking these developers to just build you a landing page creation tool or what were you trying to build first? It's a great question, uh, Yaro, you know, and uh, I really, I mean, what I, what I discovered, it's really amazing because at the beginning, I didn't know exactly. So I was like, okay, so as a web entrepreneur, I need a landing page builder, but then obviously, you know, I need a non-responder and of course, I need to sell my online courses. So I need like a membership site. And, you know, I was like, oh, but there is no way we can build all these features. And, you know, the funny thing is that because at the beginning when you said, oh, System.io does so many things, I know that many people, most of the people, they think, oh, so it's not good, you know, if they have so many features. And it's normal, you know, I understand. But it's crazy, but... I don't know. It's great. Like people tell us all the time, it's great. It's so, it's so easy to use. It's, we have so many testimonials. You, you cannot imagine because, you know, the theory says, okay, you should get the best landing page builder. I don't know, maybe click funnels, whatever. The best autoresponder might be ConvertKit, might be active campaign, you know, the best. And yeah. But when you've you're got starting Thinkific out, and you've, you've got membership site builders, yeah, exactly. and then there's Kajabi and you know, all these exactly, other tools. Exactly, you so. know, Teachable. But what I mean, because I've been working with like, uh, you know, like um, small entrepreneurs, you know, like solopreneurs for 10 years. And I know that these people, they have very limited resources at hand. They have little money. They have little, little time. I mean, many of our customers are individuals who want to launch their online business. Okay, so they don't have a team. They might have a full-time job. They're doing it, you know, on their spare time. So it is so much easier and cheaper to have just one tool that does everything. And then you, yeah, it's it's a challenge to have a tool that's good and that does everything. But I mean, we use it ourselves. Our entire business relies on System.io. And today we do about $300,000 in revenue per month. And it's a very powerful tool and people love it. Mm. I mean, yeah, you have, you know, you have the theory, but being an entrepreneur, it's being pragmatic. And how were we able to achieve this? Yeah. Take me back to the first version. I I, want to hear this story because I I mean, it's nice for you to say that 300,000 a month now. Amazing. You've obviously hit a group that really values what you're doing. And I, I think as I'm listening to you describe it, I think you've really hit the nail on the head of the idea of low cost, doing everything I needed to do, not necessarily the best option. Like, a, you know, I could buy 10 other tools and try and make them work together and I'd have the best in each one, but I don't need that. I just need a solution to running my online business. 
at a low cost that can do everything in, in one. And, and obviously, you're getting better over time too. But that's today. If we go back to version one, you would not have had that. So how did you launch this business? And, and tell me the technical solution too, because it sounds like you went through two technical teams found, before you found something oh, yeah. that worked. Yeah, but just let me finish because it's very sure. important because how we were able to make a product that's really good and yet that does so many things, it's because of the 2080 rule. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's so we have for each main feature, you know, landing page builder, autoresponder, membership site, we have maybe we did 20% of the work and we got 80% of the features. And yet, yes, we didn't do the 20% left that would have required 80% of the work. Mm. So, but at the same time, you have a tool that's more simple, you know, and because I've been doing this for 10 years, I mean, I'm the product guy. I'm the one saying we should do it like this or like that. And I have a very strong opinion about how the product should be. And because I know like how to work, you know, I know the, the, the business side, like, I don't take like any feature requests for granted, you know, some users, because, you know, the beginners, they're like, oh, if I have like a blue button there, I could add an extra 2%. And I tell mm-hmm. them, look, it could be, but if you're not making $1,000 or $2,000 a month, right now, your goal shouldn't be to add an extra 2%. Your goal should be to double your business, you know, so you have other priorities. So work on your offers, work on your marketing, work on getting more leads in your system. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You would get so much more results. So it's all these things. And it's crazy because at the beginning, like nobody believed in that, you know, everyone was like, oh no, you need to have the best tool for this, the best tool for that. But can you imagine how much easier it is? You connect to one software and, you know, in the menu, you can go from funnel builders to autoresponder. It's so much easier. And you know what? It allows you to do things that you cannot do by integrating different tools because we have an affiliate program that's very powerful and we have a very strong affiliate tracking because we have the pages and the autoresponder together. Mm-hmm. So when we send an email automatically to a lead, automatically we will add the ID of the affiliate who referred this lead to each link. So we have a very strong affiliate tracking. Like if you refer someone to us as an affiliate and this person six months from now, so this person opt-ins to our list and six months from now, she's on a different device. She gets an email from us. She clicks on the link, use a different email address to purchase. You will get credited for the sale because when we send the email, we added your affiliate ID. So when this person clicks, she got a cookie on her brother and even though she, she might have used a different email address, you will still get created for the sale. If you use a landing page builder and an autoresponder that are two different software, there is no way you can do this. You're actually describing the reason why long before your platform even existed, I was looking for an all-in-one system around 2011. Um, and that's why I pretty much focused on Infusionsoft versus Entreport at the time. Obviously, back then... So many of the tools didn't exist yet, including yours. So that was my decision to make. And and like you're describing, I wanted something where the affiliate system was connected to the email marketing system, which was connected to the landing page builder and the checkout system because I wanted to do upsells. And even though you might get better options individually, like I, I wasn't sure about the landing page builder, for example, but it's nice to know you only log into one control panel and you can build what you need there. Sounds like you've really tapped into that idea. But yeah, let's go back. Like, What did you build first? 
Yeah, so at the beginning it was, so we had pretty much all the features, all the main features. So I found the right team that was in January of 2017. So I was on Upwork, I found that guy. Oh, okay, and, you know, so Upwork, wow. Was it luck <laughs> or did you know, how did you, because this is obviously an important part, a good, good engineer, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, totally. I mean, it's a break or, or make a thing, you know, if you don't have the right developers, uh, you're going to go nowhere. Like I know, because the idea I had, I had wasn't like uh, revolutionary. Like I know maybe four people in the French market who tried to do the same, invested between 100 and I'd say 300 or 400,000 euros and didn't get anything. And now there is another guy trying it. So it, it is very difficult and, yeah. and uh, you should expect to fail <laughs> at least once. So no, what happened is that I was so desperate after the other developer had, had taken over the project and failed miserably. So I was desperate trying to find some developers on Upwork. And yeah, I found this guy and right from day one, I could see that this guy was reliable because all the other guys were coming up with problems, you know. And this guy, he was like this, two hours, two hours later, it was done. I was like, oh, I can, you know, this guy is reliable. And you know what? I know you know that for sure because you've been in business for over 10 years. But I always say that in life, you have two kinds of, of people, people who come up with problems and people who come up with solutions. And you mm -hmm. want to work with the, you know, the second kind of people. Mm -hmm. So I got this guy on board and I was like, hey, do you know someone that's like you? And I was like, yeah, I work with this guy, you know, uh, this developer, I know he's good. So I was like, okay, let's get him on board. And then we got a third guy that we needed because uh, we wanted to develop the editor from scratch. And so that's, that was a different technology. So we got this guy on board and we started building the product in 2017 and I started migrating my own business on it. So at first it was only the, the autoresponder. So we were using SendGrid to send the emails. Okay, we were not like, we didn't develop an infrastructure to send emails. We are doing it right now. We're going to leave SendGrid very soon. So we had the autoresponder. So I canceled my Aweber account, migrated my business. And then we did the, the payment pages, the landing pages, and then the membership site. And by the you're, end, a, you're a beta test client for your own product. Oh, yeah, totally. No, I wanted this product for, for my own uh, business, you know, definitely. Mm. Do, so, do you mind if I ask, though, because it sounds like you started with a team of three almost from day one. That's not yeah. going to be cheap. Did you have a budget in mind for how much to invest in this? Yeah, so the three developers were costing me $10,000 per month. It's a lot. Okay. I mean, it's cheap for developers, but it's a lot of money <laughs> still. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. Yeah, yeah. You, you summed it up uh, pretty well. So, I mean, I was like, okay, but if you get cheap developers and it's cheaper, but you don't get anything at the end, it's not worth it. So because I felt so much, I was like, okay, these guys, like you said, and that, that's exactly what it is. It's for developers, it's not expensive but it's not cheap. I was like, okay, maybe that might be the right combination. Mm -hmm. So it was an investment. I think that... Were they overseas? I assume they're not Americans at that price point. Yeah, so we don't have any uh, American person on the team. I have uh, almost 30 people on the team today in many different countries, but none of them are in the US. 
we had a guy in Canada, so they are from Russia. Okay, so you found Russians on Upwork as your starting point. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I found uh, all kind of developers and uh, yeah, I mean, uh, okay. work with these guys and uh, yeah, we, we, we started building the product and, uh, and it's hard to explain, but right from the beginning, I felt that there was like some magic in this team because we... <laughs> No, I, I know it sounds, uh, you know, like... That's uh, wonderful is what it is, because I've had the opposite <laughs> feeling, that frustration of, you know, not finding the right person. It's, and again and again and again. So. But it is so important. Like, when people respect each other, they trust each other, it's crazy. Like, everyone can be in his genius zone, and they love working with me. I love working with them. And uh, we've been, yeah, working uh, as a great team for over three years now. Take us forward then, because I, I was loving the story where you're building the tool and then migrating your own teaching, coaching business over. I'm assuming that was a great way to find errors and, and essentially see, does this work? Take us forward. I'm, at some point, you must have got your first non-you customer, an external customer, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So what happened is that I started... So because I, I'm, a, I'm a marketer, you know, I can help it. Like uh, I believe in uh, selling before actually doing it. I had been selling uh, subscriptions to System.io for years as upsells to my courses, even though the product wasn't like really finished or viable or whatever. Did they but, have access uh, to it or was it coming soon? Yeah, they, no, but I mean, it was not... No, no, they had access to it, but they were not really using it. I mean, it... it yeah, it didn't come, basically. It wasn't many people I mean, okay. anyway. So, I mean, I wasn't afraid of selling it, but I did uh, a launch on my email list. I was uh, February or March of 2018. So I had a list of about, I don't remember, but I guess it was like around 25,000 people on my list. I launched, so I made a special offer where they would get a bonus if they subscribe. And after the launch that lasted for two weeks, I had my first 400 paying customers. How much were they paying? So the first plan starts at uh, 27. I think that, uh, yeah, uh, they were all at uh, 27, I think. So it was 27 times 400. That's like, you know, close to 10,000 in revenue. Which is covering your development costs. So you can keep going. Well, it's uh, better than zero, but no, it wasn't covering <laughs> because actually, so I, I launched my own affiliate program using our own platform one year earlier, as soon as we had the autoresponder and the pages. So that was around June of 2017. So I had to pay affiliates because we pay 40% lifetime commissions. Okay. So I had affiliates. Then you have VAT, 20% in uh, Europe. I mean, in France, it's 20%. So it wasn't covering the cost, but you know it was. It was, it was great, good, solid start. Yeah, and, and so you were you spent a year using the tool yourself before you promoted it, like with the launch to your own audience. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, close to it. I mean, not entirely. You know, like we moved the list uh, that was maybe I don't know, like April of 2017. Then the pages. I mean, it, it was progressive. You know, and uh, it must have been an exciting experience, but also yeah, pretty much it. In some ways. I can imagine doing this myself. You're like, oh, I've got to get this out the door because it's costing me more each month to develop it. And I don't even know if anyone besides me is going to want to use this, right? So there's always that question in your head. No, because I mean, I launched several businesses in my life and I never invented like 
nothing revolutionary. I always tell people, if you want to launch a restaurant, you're not going to come up with a new cuisine, right? You're going to look at what people like in your city. Like maybe you see that they like hamburgers or pizza, and then you're going to launch your own restaurant, but then it's going to be, you know, your location. You're going to choose the, the name, the design, the chef, you know, the menu. So like you'd better not try to come up with a revolutionary idea, but then you have, in so many ways you can add your own touch and add your own value. Mm -hmm. So I knew that people were spending money for autoresponders, funnel builders. So, you know, I knew that some people could buy it. And what happened is that in the market we have, so we had click funnels that cost 97 bucks a month. And then there was like a French copycat of ClickFunnels that had launched in 2015 that was quite successful, very well established in the market that was at the same price. And it was a decent product, not great at all, but decent. It was doing the job. Uh, bad UI, but let's say it was doing the job and it was in French. So people were choosing it over ClickFunnels. I mean, their customers, because it, it was in French mostly, mm. but it was 97. Mm -hmm. And I decided to launch our product with a very aggressive price of $27 per month. And uh, we got like um, like good feedback, you know? Right. And uh, then... Uh, did they break yeah. it with 400 customers? Did they, did they break it or was it pretty smooth sailing? No, 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 no. They didn't break it. No, no, okay, at all. It was, good. it was totally fine. Like... Honestly, because we have really good developers. I mean, we, we've had some technical issues, but overall, it's been very, very little. Okay. Take us forward. So how do you go from 400 to, I know you've got more than 5,000 paying customers at the moment, right? Probably maybe even double that, I'm thinking, at the moment. No, 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 no. Yeah. Double that, uh, no, no, not yet. Maybe in a couple of years. No, today <laughs> we are at uh, 5,300 customers, so... We have like 4,900 4, customers in the French market, 300 customers in the English market. And then we also have like an Italian version, a Spanish version. So how did we grow? That's, that's a great question. The funny thing is that, so at the, at the beginning I tried to, because in my mind, you know, it's so funny, Yaro, because I was so naive. I was like, okay, let's build the best possible tool in the world. Let's make it super affordable. And then... Let's go see the affiliates and tell them, hey, this is great. You can get 40% lifetime commissions. Now, you know, spread the word. Because mm -hmm. yeah, you were used to uh, doing that too. You were a JV man from the beginning. Well, not anymore, you know. Not since, anymore, uh, but I, you, knew, you knew how it worked. Yeah, but I mean, it didn't work this way. Like uh, marketers didn't care. People were like, oh, why do we need another Another one, tool, yes. you know. Another yeah, one. exactly. Yep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And... So yeah, it didn't work. So we, so what happened is that, so we started getting like uh, good feedback about the product, like all the time, like people saying, oh, it's better than X or Y. It's easier to use. It's great. It does so many things. Like we were getting testimonials and I, I was, you know, I was, uh, I still do it to this day. I was keeping them in a, in a note, in Evernote. And I had so many and I mean, it was, it was cool. And I had the, the Facebook group that I was trying to grow. So this is where I was announcing the new features and I was like uh, interacting with the users about the features and stuff. And, you know, I'm very passionate about it. And yeah, it, it wasn't instant, but if you look at the month, so, you know, if you look at a big company, they're going to grow by, by what? Like 
3%, year over year, 4%, 5%. You agree? Right. And I, and I know startups are, if you're looking for venture capital, which I don't think you ever were, but they're hoping for 20% per month growth. That's what a venture capitalist is like, likes to see, which is a big yeah, difference. But, I mean, yeah. But I mean, honestly, I don't think that 20% month of a month growth is really sustainable for a long time. No, but, but that's what they want at the start, I guess. You know, at but, the yeah, start, yeah, exactly. Totally. Yeah. So, so what happened is that if you grow by six percent month of a month, you're gonna double in a year. Mm -hmm. Okay, and yeah, I, I was growing by I don't know between, so it was between five and twelve percent month of a month. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh, it's not bad, you know. Solid. And, um, yeah. And it, yeah, was no, it, no, it was was you doing anything? Like there's no paid ads, there's no big launches, there's it's just word of mouth referrals? No, it's no, it's definitely our affiliate program. So okay. because in my mind I was like, okay, we got a great product, we got a great offer, but what people don't understand is that we have a great affiliate program. Okay. I thought you said the affiliate program didn't really work. What you're saying is it it's been working, but it's been more of a a nice consistent run rather than an explosion. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, no, it's that's definitely today, like maybe 70% of our sales come from our affiliates. So yeah, we did like, you know, it's funny when I see people, so many people want to launch an affiliate program and they all make the same mistake. So they think that because they launched the affiliate program, affiliates are going to start promoting them like magic, you know, and a flow of customers is going to happen. And I'm sure you know the answer. What happens when you launch your affiliate program is... Nothing. Um, not much. That's <laughs> right. exactly. what you're selling, not much. <laughs> exactly. So nothing happens. So just like any other marketing channel, you need to commit to it to, for at least you know six months, a year, two years to get some results. And the other mistake I see is that people, they have an affiliate program, but you know, it's like they want to, to cheat on their affiliates. They're like, oh, but you know, they're going to make more money and stuff. I'm like, dude, like if they make more money, that means that you make more money, right? right? So don't try to trick them. You know, that's very short term. No, we work hard. We want our affiliates to make good money. And the truth is like our affiliates, like I see some people that have tried to build an online business for years and they couldn't, you know, because it's tough and not everyone has the skills and stuff. And they started promoting our affiliate program and they started making money, you know, maybe not much. But yeah, I mean, I know a guy, I don't want to be rude or whatever, but I think that this guy is got like, he doesn't have a full mental capacity. And <laughs> okay. he made, no, I'm serious. Like you, you look at the video of the guy and you're like, yeah, this guy, he's got a problem, you know, like he's not, I don't know if he's considered legally or whatever, but mm, uh, okay. yeah. And he, he made a thousand euros with our affiliate programs, you know, it, it's amazing. So yeah, I mean, uh, it's... Uh, that's what worked for us. And then there was the uh, pandemic that uh, absolutely skyrocketed our business. I mean, we were doing great, you know, I reached 100,000 euros per month in revenue from the software subscriptions right before the pandemic. And for me, it was huge. And our entire business grew by over 50% in three months. Wow. So... Yeah, 50%. Yeah, exactly. Because we were, so that was 100,000 from this, plus the online courses, plus the, the coaching programs. So I think we were doing like in March, like maybe, I don't know, 170. And today we do 260. 
thousand euros. So that's three hundred thousand dollars in total. Yeah, per month. Oh, amazing! Congratulations. That's that's Thank huge. You. How do you look at the future then for this? Because I, I I don't know if I was to talk to you, say back in twenty seventeen, you were sure where this was going. I'm, I'm like you actually said during the interview. You said there were other people in France who attempted to start this kind of service yeah. and they spent a hundred thousand, hundred fifty thousand, and they, <laughs> they didn't go anywhere. So there's, yeah. there's always the doubt in your mind. But now you know you've you've got. I say it's safe to say you've got product market fit, and you know it's it's people are getting benefit, hugest of testimonials. Where do you want to take it? Like how? Because it's a different mindset with SaaS, and I know you've turned away venture capital. Like people have asked, "Can I invest in your company?" And you said no, which is fair because you're obviously growing well without the need for investors. Yeah, totally. So, so what do you want to do with it? What's is there an end game here, or are you just enjoying the journey? No, I, I'm really enjoying the journey. This is the most exciting thing that I've done in my life. And I've done a few things. I mean, it's crazy. It's so exciting because I feel that we're doing something really unique, you know. So our company is 100% remote. So I have almost 30 people on the team in like, I don't know, six or seven different countries. So we use Slack, obviously, to communicate. And yeah, it works great. And you know, it's, uh, yeah, the, the customers are happy. The people on my team are happy. You know, I tell people like, I, I want you to be happy. Like I'm not going to be, and I'm not like uh, Mickey Mouse, right? When <laughs> things are not good, I would tell you, but you know, I, I really want people on my team to be happy. And I think it's the case. There is a great atmosphere. Intellectually, it's the most challenging thing <laughs> I will ever do, I think, because it's crazy, like managing so many people and the technical part, the affiliates, the Tell customers. me about that. I haven't really asked you about this team you've built. Big difference between being an information marketer, probably with a small team of contractors to a SaaS company. How have you found being the CEO and hiring and training and onboarding and building a structure and all that? Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a ton of work. So, But once you have the right people, it makes your life so much easier. So, for example, I mean, yeah, no, it's... A, there are so, so many things to do. I think that's one strength in our company. It's the, our ability to hire like, you know, like good people, like skilled people and like have them grow. Do you mind so, if I ask how you found all these workers besides Upwork? Yeah, so usually, so yeah, so a great way to find people, usually I, I start from my email list. Mm-hmm. And then we can use recommendations, so like referrals, like we will ask people, hey, do you know someone that, you know, could be a good fit? So for example, today we have around 10 people on the customer support team and we work seven days a week. We answer in about one hour on average, which is really good. Uh, like a year ago, we were really like struggling. We had made a couple of bad hires and... It was painful, but today we have a great team. Uh, people are so happy by the support. We get messages on the Facebook group like, hey, I, you know, I asked a question. I got an answer nine minutes later. That's insane. You know, so <laughs> it's, it's great. Today I'm working to, to grow in the English market because that's obviously the biggest market in the world. So I hired two people I work closely with and each one of them has hired about, I mean, one has hired like four people, 
mm-hmm. and is managing them. So that's to do the outreach, to mm-hmm. reach out to influencers and you know uh, users of other tools. And the other person is managing the content team. So like, for example, this week she hired seven content writers and uh, it seems that we are going to keep just one. So we're going to get some new, you know, like candidates mm-hmm. to build a team. But yeah, I want to grow System.io because I think that it's great. I want people to have the choice, you know, like if you, if you don't like it or you don't think it's a good fit or you prefer X or Y, no worries. But I would like you at least to know that it exists because I think that it's a great solution. And to this day, we have many testimonials in English because we've been, you know, having more and more customers in English market. So yeah, definitely want to grow our customer base in the English market. Mm -hmm. Tell me if we were to go, like imagine you're coaching and teaching now in the SaaS space and there's people who are thinking, and I suspect they are thinking this now having listened to this podcast, they're like, you know, I actually never thought that I could potentially start a SaaS on something that is already serviced. There's other companies already providing SaaS. Like, okay, you did that in this sort of funnel building space. And maybe someone's thinking, you know, I want to do a a SaaS in, uh, I don't know, the buying and selling stocks online or something like that and doing it differently uh, or whatever. It could be anything, health space. Um, And they're thinking, okay, I'm going to follow in your footsteps. Um, Aurelian said, I'm going to go to Upwork. I'm going to hopefully find some good Russians. <laughs> and I'm going to build a version of my tool and use it myself. And then, you know, try and find my first few customers. Obviously, you had a little bit of an advantage with your existing database and your coaching yeah. business. But how would you advise these kind of people like to do this? Is it, is it different than how you did it? Or would you say the same? Yeah, no, it's a great question. You know, the, my issue now is that... Our tool is used mostly by infopreneurs, but not only. We have like people selling services. Actually, we do have a few people selling it, using it to sell SaaS apps, which is great. I always thought that it should be the case, but it's very, very few people doing it. People doing e-commerce, you know, like dropshipping, like selling with sales funnels. Mm-hmm. But the thing that that's killing me is that I, I think I have so much to share about building a SaaS. And it doesn't help me if I share about it. <laughs> right. You, so, you, no, I, I understand. <laughs> so it's, it's really, I'm like, hmm, this is uh, because I know now, that. Just, I, think, just want to clarify, you're saying that not because you're trying to hold back. You're just saying that because you know it's not going to help grow your current business. It's, yeah, it's, because the people building SaaS, they're not going to be customers of System.io. Yeah, maybe in the future when people realize that actually, yeah, you could, you know... Uh, well, now's your chance. Give us some advice as a SaaS founder. What would you advise? So there are a few things that I think are really powerful. I cannot say everything because that's my secret sauce. I'm really sorry <laughs> because I've always been like super open and I want to share and I want to to you know to provide value as much as I can. But I think that I I have a few a few tricks. But yeah, I'm happy to share uh, some advice. You know because. For example, what you could do is because people, some people tell me, hey, are you going to like, we have ClickFunnels, right? That's, uh, that's one of our competitors. And people are like, uh, do you think you're going to beat them or do you want to beat them? And I'm like, hey, 
our plan is to lose against ClickFunnels, right? They're going to do 160 million in revenue this year. Maybe in three years or five years, they will be at 200, 250, and that's great. We will do 3 million in revenue this year, and my plan would be in two or three years to get to five to 10 millions, and you know, then get to 20, 30 millions. So we will never beat ClickFunnels. But it's fine because, you know, I'm very happy with the outcome. Like I will get so much richer than, you know, than I need. I will have a lot of fun. So maybe some advice is to take a company that's growing fast and, you know, try to get a piece of the cake. I mean, you know, you have the Inc. 5000 list and you can have a look and see what companies are growing fast and, that's what I told you before. Like, uh, you don't need to come up with a revolutionary ID. Just look what works. Like, for example, if you want to open a restaurant, you're, you're not going to invent a new cuisine. I remember once in Colombia, I saw a pizza place with like a pizza, like a cone, like an ice cream. And I was like, oh, what a terrible ID. And guess what? I don't think it, it worked great. So, you know, just find something that works and try to do it like with your own twist. Mm-hmm. You know, like um, some people do it so much better. Like, I don't know if you know, like Dan Maxwell from the foundation. Yes, yes. Uh, we've had Dan so on I the think, show. Yeah, I think that Dan is, uh, is freaking brilliant, you know. Uh, and he didn't come up with all this by himself. Okay, he got some inspiration from Eric Ries of the, mm-hmm. the Startups that got his stuff from, uh, I think it's Steve Blank, uh, the four steps of Epiphany. So nobody invented everything but you know you have some people taking some content and adding some ideas and value and i think that dan is absolutely brilliant in what he does and uh yeah i think that uh, if people want to launch a SaaS because that's really his specialty uh they should uh, go and listen mm. to his show and i think that he's you know so clever and it's it's great he's great at what he does yeah, I do remember I had Dane on the podcast a, a long time ago, and I, I do remember he he describes what you're saying, basically, fine. And even on a smaller scale, really, he was saying, like, you know, you get go to your local real estate agent, find the owner, and ask, is there a problem right now that's not being serviced very well, and, and see if you can find a potential SaaS you can build for them and use them as the first client so they pay for development as well. It was very clever and it was very problem focused, which I thought was always brilliant. You're sort of saying that, but even a bigger picture, you're sort of saying, okay, let's just take a company like um, I know one I'm thinking of right now in my head is uh, Loom. Um, it's a you know a video recording tool that's yeah, yeah. growing like crazy. And you could say, well, let's do the Loom for a certain space and or a certain type of video or something like that, your own spin on it. And sure, you're not going to necessarily be the billion dollar company that Loom is probably going to become, but you can happily make 10 million, whatever, like a solid seven figure business servicing a, a sub segment of that need with a similar type of tool, which I guess you could say is like similar to what you're doing. You're, you, and you started out in a niche with maybe more of the French market and also your, your different strategy with pricing and so on. So that's great. Aurelien, let's, let's wrap this up. We've been here for basically an hour. So I really appreciate you sharing so much time and sharing your story. It's been great to hear about your transition from information marketer to SaaS, which I think is 
possibly the most exciting thing for a lot of people listening to this, because obviously my audience is full of a lot of people who are currently or working towards selling information. And it's not unusual to then at some point go, you know what, I do want to get into software or I do want to get into a physical product or something a little different. So you're a great example of that. One last question though, I am curious, what, what are you, what's a day in the life for you right now? Like uh, you've got a team doing a lot of the work, but what do you personally do each day? Yeah, it's a great question. So it's it's weird because I feel that I mean, uh, yeah, I'm uh, so I'm most mostly productive in the morning. So I wake up like late, like eight thirty. I will go to my office space. Uh, that's like ten minutes walk from my from my home, and I will uh, work continuously till the early afternoon. And then I will go to the gym where usually I listen to podcasts, stuff like that. And then I get back home, get a shower, work a little bit from home, and then spend, you know, time with uh, my wife and uh, our daughter. And um, yeah, it's pretty much it. it. It's very simple, but uh, it's, I mean, what's, it's crazy. Like, sorry? What's, what's the work part of that? Are you, what are you personally doing? Because you're not, like, are you writing articles? Are you, I know you're showing up on podcasts, you're here talking to me, but what else are you doing? <laughs> No, yeah. Uh, so uh, it's basically so I'm doing all the marketing. I'd say I'm you know kind of the chief marketing officer because I'm the one. So I'm the yeah I'm the super manager. I'm managing the managers and sometimes the you know the workers when I have to. I'm the product guy. So I'm working with the developers about the product, the features, and everything. It doesn't take a lot of time, but you know I have to be there when they need me. And it's mostly yeah, management, managing people and trying to grow. So, you know, like last week I was in South of France. We rented a house with my family. And, you know, it's funny because they were like, uh, they say, you're always on holiday. I was like, kind of, you know, because I'm always working at the same time, you know, like yeah. I just take my laptop. Like the week before with my wife, we went to Switzerland, we, we rented a car and we drove for like five days. So it's, yeah, it's great. It's like the dream, but uh, I'm very obsessed with my business. I'm so passionate. Like I will, when I fall asleep, I will think about my business. When I <laughs> sleep, sometimes I will think about my business. When I wake up, the first thing I think about is my business. I'm so passionate about It's the most amazing thing I've ever done. I will ever do, certainly. So yeah, I'm I don't, I don't know. It's hard to describe, but it's, you have to be passionate. I think it's the best, you know, and when I see our team and I'm like, yeah, we have some passion, you know, it's great. Awesome. So just for everyone, I will definitely share the link to your website in the show notes. I know it's not like, it's hard to translate what we say, system EO. So it's system with an E at the end, then dot IO. We'll put a link for that though. Uh, I'll do an intro to the podcast and, and spell it out for people so they can, they can check it out as we're as you were talking. Uh, any other websites you want to send people to, Aurelian? No, honestly, people can go and try System.io for free. You don't need to enter your credit card because I want people to be you know, able to check it out for free. And uh, yeah, I mean, uh, people can join our Facebook group. That's where, you know, uh, like the community exchange. So it's pretty much it. Where do we find uh, the Facebook group? Is that just for, for people who are using System.io or...? No, no, no. It's, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, no, anyone can join. It's a public group because the same, we want anyone to be able to check out, you know, what's going on in there okay. uh, before joining or whatever. So you just look for system.io, system with a, with a knee uh, on Facebook and you will uh, find the group or when you join system.io, uh, 
when you sign up for a free trial, we will send you the link. So yeah, no worries. Mm-hmm. Okay. System.io or Systemio, as I've been saying throughout this episode. So Actually, <laughs> that's that's how people search for it on Google, you know, like System.io. Now, no, sorry, System.io, System with the knee, space, yeah. I.O. Yeah. That's how people search for it on Google. Interesting. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it, it's become like a, like a search term on Google, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it, I guess that's word of mouth for you, right? So, And, and I'm sure they're yeah. looking for reviews and so on. But no, appreciate your time, Erlian. Um, good luck. I'm sure you're, you're going to continue this great growth curve and keep it up. I'm, it sounds like you're loving, loving the process, so I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks a lot, uh, Yaro, for having me on the show. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Yarrow's podcast. For more episodes, visit yarrow.blog and subscribe on iTunes or Google.